Good evening, everybody. This is Rich Duncan with Ankeist, and tonight I'm joined by my co-hosts Shane Douglas Keene and Laurel Hightower. And tonight we're excited to have Jay Danielle Dorn on the show, the author of Devil's Call and a variety of excellent short stories, um, one of which you can read on Ankeist, The Backwards Man. Um, how are you doing tonight? Oh, uh, living the dream. <laughs> Causing from a migraine earlier today. It's like I had too much excitement this week. Oh God, that kills. Now. Yeah, yeah, that. Um, I'm sorry you had the migraine. That sucks. Yeah, I, I, I that God doesn't exist, which I always find necessary to bring up. <laughs> 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 You're in mixed company there, but I'm I'm with you. <laughs> My girlfriend's a Christian, so we we've been having a good a good summer. Oh, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> That's not exactly like disagreeing on football teams. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you haven't heard Eagles fans lately, have you? Oh, oh man, <laughs> riches. I feel attacked. (laughs) Yeah, I was not very pleased with that last week, but (laughs) enough enough of the Eagles' woes. But um, yeah, yeah, it it was rough week for me. Um, (laughs) but we're really excited to have you on. Um, Shane and I. Um, we read, you know, Devil's Call back when it first came out, and I think Laurel, she just um, read it, and we all love it so much, so we're really happy to have you here. Um, and if you wouldn't mind just kind of giving, like, a, a brief summary about yourself and uh, and your work, you know, for listeners who might not be familiar with your writing. All right, I'll, I'll try to keep it shorter than my uh, the, the spiel I give at AA meetings. That's a joke. I don't go to AA. Um, <laughs> I was sitting here going, okay, don't mention the bourbon chain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Fallout characters are all alcoholics. It's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at that point in my recovery where I can be like, yes, time to get shitty virtually. Uh, my name is Jamie. Uh, I was born in 84. I'm a Sagittarius. I hate going outside. No long walks on the beach for me. Um, <laughs> went to U of R, studied developmental psychology. My degree is currently collecting dust. I feel uh, that. <laughs> yeah, right? same. Like that was time and money well spent. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I started writing professionally in 2016, which uh, is the same year I went to rehab, coincidentally. So this is <laughs> hmm. probably probably would have been doing the uh, press junket a lot earlier, but it's like nah, I gotta uh, I have, go be drunk in public 24/7. And, I have uh, yeah, a lot now of respect I, for anyone who uh, does that. Sorry. No, it's just yeah, it's hard, especially mm-hmm. in the year of our Lord. Arnold Domini 2020. It's oh. <laughs> 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 so crazy. 
I can't. I can't believe you said those four numbers on the air. <laughs> Come at me, bro. <laughs> yeah, let's take the offensive on this shit. I'm tired of getting. I'm tired of being on the defensive. Fuck it. We're coming for you, right? 2020. Right. Fuck yourself, yeah. motherfucker. Like, I feel like if we just as a society agreed to stop going, uh. This year has been so rough. The next year is going to be like, nah, man, y'all are just making it worse. Yeah, just shut up. (laughs) How I feel, too. Next year is going to be so much better. Fuck off. Yeah. Because that's what you said last year, too. Remember that, motherfucker? Sorry. Mm -hmm. I I don't know if I'm just a pessimist, but I usually just go with, eh, this year is going to be more of the same. (laughs) Yeah, right. What even is time? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> that's okay. If things get much better, the sun will explode anyway because <laughs> luck we have these yes. days. <sighs> don't, don't tease me, man. It can't happen fast enough. It's like, hey, peace on earth. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is like our very own post-apocalyptic or pre-apocalyptic show. Yeah. <laughs> I think have we already discussed God and his lack of existence or <laughs> otherwise? With, uh, with the migraine. Ah. We got that out the way real early. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, but... I like light, fluffy fiction for. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I know Devil's Call was a feel good novel. Seriously. <laughs> I don't know why Oprah didn't want to want to put it on her list of favorite things. <laughs> Felt like it was real, real cheerful. Uh, witches are a favorite thing of mine, so it was feel good in that respect. Um, mm-hmm. And also, uh, I was telling these guys earlier um, when Avalon at Ink Shares passed that book off to me, I had never even heard your name before. And then uh, Adam called me and just raved and raved and raved about you. So I pulled it to the top of the stack, and um, I was just exceptionally happy that I did so. You were a hell of a discovery to make. Um, It's a hell of a good book. Yeah, Adam pretty much pulled that book out of me. Yeah, I bet. He's he's (laughs) an energetic guy. I, I don't know what he's on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. <laughs> Man talks faster than I can think, so. I know. <laughs> it's like, uh, can I record this and answer you later? <laughs> Could you write that in an email? Like, <laughs> it looks like another plane of existence. Uh, Josh Mailerman can get going like that, too. He's got that same kind of freaky energy. And sometimes they start just, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm a millennial. We we're all we were born tired. I think. <laughs> yeah. I'm Gen that X. Explains so yeah. much. My God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Gen X. I am a Sag, though. Got that part down. Oh hey. I will never, speaking of witchcraft, I still don't understand my uh, generation's obsession with astrology. I don't either, <laughs> honestly. 
Um, but my my uh, my significant other is also obsessed with it. So and she's far 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 past your generation and not in the room to say that. <laughs> You're gonna be in trouble if she ever goes back and listens to these. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Or reads one of my poems or. <laughs> <laughs> We don't share that part of my life at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, one thing too, this kind of off topic that I thought was uh, cool was you said you had me- you mentioned you had gone to uh, U of R. So I didn't know if you had grown up in the Rochester area, but when I first read Devil's Call and I kind of you know read your bio and stuff, I thought it was cool that you know like everywhere I've lived, I haven't had you know, I haven't had like any writers or anything like that that were kind of like in the area. So I thought it was cool that like for once, you know, I lived in an area where there was at least one writer. Maybe it's just because of the, the medication it's making me stupid. I'm like, I've never heard anybody's excited to hear that. It's from Rochester. That's yeah. <laughs> it, it's a first for me too. So. Yeah, <laughs> just being honest. <laughs> like I'm listening to last podcast on the left, and they're digging into Arthur Shawcross right now, and they're just ripping into Rochester, and like nothing they're saying is incorrect. <laughs> Everything about Rochester is right up there. I'm tr- trying real hard to keep my accent from. <laughs> yeah, does. Papa Dorn was actually in the Air Force when I was born, so uh, we moved around a little bit and uh, ended up in Williamson, which is about uh, okay. 30 miles of Rochester, and I went to uh, college here, tried to escape a couple of times, but <laughs> just keep on coming back. <laughs> <laughs> That has happened to me with Kentucky. No matter where I go, I end up getting slurped back here. Dear God. Kentucky. I've never been to Kentucky. It's, you know, we have bourbon and uh, horses, but it's offset by McConnell, so I don't I don't know if I can recommend it. <laughs> I mean, to be uh, fair, that's a, yeah. I'm not being in Kentucky at the moment, so, I mean. <laughs> it's true. Uh, that's not a fair balance at all. No, I know. I feel personally responsible for a lot of things, but anyways, yeah. I hold them personally <laughs> responsible for a lot of things. Dang. <laughs> well, I am. I'm, I'm super excited to get to have you on to talk. Uh, you know, your writing too, because you're the. So the backwards man was my introduction to your work. Um, and that is. Sweet. Sorry, go ahead. I just said sweet. Oh yeah. Um, it is actually the book, the the story is excellent. (laughs) Um, and, uh, it, it was just, it's really, so if any of our listeners have not gone onto the Inkeis website and read that, it it is really fucking creepy and just an absolute, um, uh, example, a shining example of how to do like just really subtle, just like deeply disturbing short stories. So I was really, really loved that, um. And I, I know this is like one of those like ridiculous questions, but I was kind of I'm interested to know where, you know, where your ideas do come from, like in particular for that one. Riding the bus in Rochester. Well, there um, you go. <laughs> were we recording when we were all joking about having social anxiety? 
Uh, I think we were recording you. Yeah. Uh, or no, no, I think that was early. I'm not sure, honestly. I'll just go with what Laurel yeah. said. We're, we're, we're recording <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I um, when I got back to Rochester in 2016, I wasn't driving for uh reasons. The state of New York asked me since I could not stop speeding, if I would kindly not drive in the state anymore. So I didn't have a license while I was riding the bus everywhere. Uh, um, you're a person after my own heart with that little flaw. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I just want to get where I'm going fast. There's assholes everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> um, and yeah, just being... Um, I got I've got post traumatic stress, so uh, it, I'm just kind of wound up all the time, especially if I have to be out in public. And uh, I do get motion sickness, like in the car. So I think that had something. It's like I I got nothing to do but just sit on the bus and try not to acknowledge anybody else. And there are some creepy motherfuckers on public transportation. <laughs> And uh, yeah, when Shane was like, hey, would you do this thing for us? I was like, well, first of all, I want to throw up because nerves. And second of all, yeah, let me just I do writing exercises with my friends sometimes. But we'll just be like, oh, OK, here's like here's the word limit and how long you have to write it. And you're not allowed to edit before you show it to anybody else. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 and uh just, what the writing exercise you mentioned like do you find that that kind of like helps like you know keep ideas going and like keep you writing on a consistent basis or is it just kind of like a fun fun thing that you do with your friend uh, a little both especially when you're writing and it's somewhere between being a hobby and something that you're doing professionally it's like ugh. You know how rejection letters hit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, man, just write for yourself. And if you get a check for it, that's fantastic. If not, uh, let's talk about your overuse of the passive verbiage. (laughs) 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 Shit, man, you know better. well, I I was kind of curious too because I had heard another one of your um one of your stories that was read done in an audio version, um, and that uh that was also I mean it was just like it was interesting because I feel like they're a very different tone from from your book, um, mm-hmm. and I think that's such a I was curious as to whether you have and I, I may be just behind the times of whether you maybe already have one or one that you're <laughs> considering like a, like a collection. Are you looking at doing any of that? Cause I think a collection of your shorts would be fucking amazing. That was the first. Thank you. Um, that <laughs> are we allowed to talk about the, uh, the antho that. Absolutely. To- yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I've been joking with my friends who also write. I'm like, man, I'm doing this podcast and I have got to get this shit written before I go on. Because 
like a snack box show and not have my shit turned in. <laughs> I, when I noticed the date, I was like, oh my God, it's going to seem like a homework assignment. Like I'm checking up on you. It's like the day before the deadline, come on the podcast and tell me your status. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's all over again. The only thing missing is the kid down the hall playing DDR with his door open and like the the Nalgene bottle full of bottom shelf whiskey. That was, that was how we got my psych degree done. Um, yeah, there has been demand for uh, more like a collection and I had a Patreon going for a while, but depression is a bitch. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we have a, just self plug people. We have a story on ink heist. That's really fucking great by someone named Jay Daniel Dorn. So go check that out. Backwards, man. Yes, definitely. Sorry. Can't can't you resist. It's a good story. Oh, thanks, man. I made it for you. Glad <laughs> <laughs> you like it. I think that's one of those things too that well, I mean, first of all, yeah, depression just in general and also the complete and utter shithole state of the world at the moment, like it's just one of these things we've talked about is that the anxiety half of us don't even realize we're carrying around uh, with it. And yeah, like the pressure on ourselves to sit down and write and be producing something because for some reason we think that when the world is going to hell is when we're going to be our most productive. I don't know. Um, I've but yeah. A lot of the shit out of so many people is when I, you'd see on Twitter people going, Oh, this is the best time to like tap into your creative. Shut up, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go tap into your creative asshole and shut the fuck up. <laughs> that was the I mean, if they can do it, like more power to them, but just, I feel like. Get the fuck out of here, you tone deaf. <laughs> exactly. You're probably a morning person. Yes, yeah, thumb ass. I don't even know what that means. Like, what is a thumb ass? I have no idea. Fibromyalgia. <laughs> it makes the funniest shit come out of my mouth. So yeah, um, the people who are able to to make shit happen with everything going on right now, I'm kind of afraid of them, to be to be honest. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're Terminators. Maybe this is how we find out that they're among us. They're the ones who are able to keep going. Right. Body snatchers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, w- one story that I like kind of sticking with the short stories is you wrote one for Tough Magazine, The Porcupine Method. And I, I, I love that story just because it was it – was, there was so much like devastating emotion in that story and it had a unique plot that you don't really see too much. And I mean, I'm not the most well-read in crime, but it seems like a pretty unique plot and I can only speak for myself, but having read like devil's call and a couple other shorts, you know, I kind of associated your writing with horror and this one is kind of like a, a straight crime story. And I was just wondering what, inspired you to kind of tackle the crime genre? Is that something you were always interested in? Uh, not really. I When I was younger 
and I was just writing for shits. I was like, oh, I'm going to be one of them people. I'm going to be like up there with, you know, writing like vampires and swamp monsters. And (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what happened. Um, But I started reading more crime just because of folks who I ended up uh, hanging around with on Twitter, like Nikki Dolson in particular, like anytime she has anything new out. I kind of trip over myself to read it. And I was like, all right, well, you know, let me try something horror adjacent. Um, and I cut my thumb <laughs> prepping a mango in the kitchen at my dad and stepmom's place. And I was like, yes, this is it. <laughs> I don't know where it came from, but I sat down and I wrote the first draft in like two or three sittings. and Tough plot it. Yeah, and and that's pretty cool because, um, like, I, like I said, I'm relatively new to like crime stuff, and um, you know, I follow a couple crime writers on Twitter. I think I really started following them after I spoke with uh, Angel Louise Cologne. But like, Tough is like a pretty, a pretty well known crime magazine, so that had to be pretty cool. I thought I was having a stroke, like. <laughs> What are words right now? <laughs> so yeah, it was it was kind of unreal. That's had you seen a call for them that you submitted to? Ah, uh, I don't even remember what I did this morning. Let me let me think a second. I lurk on like dark markets and horror tree. Mm-hmm. And oh, I, gotcha. I started following uh, Nikki Dolson and uh, S.A. Cosby and um, I don't know, maybe I, it might have been a call or I might have just been like humping around trying to find somewhere to put this story that didn't really fit. It, 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 it's not like crime by way of uh, like Raymond Chandler is the biggest name I can think of off the top of my head. Um, I didn't, never really read much of that when I was younger, I was mainlining Stephen King and Anne Rice. <laughs> yeah. Same here. <laughs> yep. So I was like, ooh, this is a whole new way to examine ways that people are awful to each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's also, I mean, um, that you're willing to step outside your comfort zone like that is kind of, um, I like that when authors do that. And I also <laughs> like... Um, I find a lot of the time people who don't normally write in a particular genre and don't know a lot about it write the more original stories in that genre. Mm. You know, so now yeah. I have to look it up and read it. <laughs> yeah, and that's a pretty good point, Shane, um, what you said kind of about um, you know not really knowing the genre that well and kind of that helping make a more creative story because I think I think I read another interview with you um, about Devil's Call where you kind of didn't really have that much experience with like westerns. But when I read Devil's Call, well, I haven't read many westerns, but it seemed to me, you know, very authentic but filtered in a very unique way that like I. I can't even think of anything else that was quite like it in terms of like the Western sort of genre. 
Yeah, my dad watched a lot of westerns when I was growing up. Uh, particularly the spaghetti. So I kind of had like the John Wayne, like Clint Eastwood school of westerns as a I don't want to say backdrop. Is that the word I'm looking for? Local writer. Can't think of word. I, don't know, I, think, <laughs> I think that's appropriate. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. My dad yeah. did, too. There was always either boxing or a Western on our TV. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the cat's looking at me like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Don't judge me. You lick your own butthole. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, it's. I have to say, Westerns were not normally something that I was particularly drawn to. But I think if there had been characters like, um, is it, so is it Lee, Lee Leanne? It's like that. Her, um, her... I think it's supposed, it's supposed to be pronounced Lee Leanne, but, you know, the, everybody in the book is white bread so they just call her lee, lee. or lily they're trying oh. to be assholes yeah uh but she's i mean she's just a, a wicked fucking character um if if anybody hasn't read it you know there's there's a setup in which she's she's a witch and i just i you know witches in westerns who knew but that's right. an absolutely that's perfect true. fucking combination yeah, and I, uh, at the time, I had never written, I don't usually write straight protagonists, so it was just a whole lot of diversions for, uh, d- departures for me. Well, and I mean, the, just, the characters are just awesome, and it's, you know, you were saying it's like, oh, uh, that it, you know, it's not light and fluffy, and I mean, it's not, but in some ways, it's like, and, and there's a lot going on there, but she's such a powerful character in all of her decisions are so powerful that like reading about it it's I don't know it's like there's there's a lot of tragedy there's a lot of stuff that it it definitely it just propels you forward um and it's it's just very compelling yeah and, I've I've about had enough personally of oh the strong female character first of all a what even does that mean right. like it feels like female characters aren't allowed to be flawed or make bad decisions or just you know the, yeah, nobody ever says the weak perfect. male character. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, no, I agree with you. The strong female character thing is kind of a misguided way to look at that, um, to say the least. But uh, I've and I'm guilty of it. I've used it multiple times. I probably reviewed Devil's Call and said she was a strong female character because it's. Well, that was like the selling point at the time. Uh, yeah. There's been a lot of discourse on Twitter about that term since, and I'd imagine a lot has changed on Twitter <laughs> in the last four years. <laughs> Yes, it has. <laughs> and that's going to be one of those things when we do emerge from this pandemic and I'm no longer filtering the world through Twitter. I'm going to be so confused. Me too. <laughs> like, usually I can tell how the day is going to go when I see what's trending. It's like, ah, I'm, nah, I'm not in the mood for this shit. Yeah, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying home. Turn off the yep. lights. <laughs> Well, I think I'm also going to expect people to know about all these social movements that we're, 
I feel like I guess maybe more up on than everyone else. I'm always confused when like I emerge into the real world and I'm like, I can't believe you're not upset about this. Uh, it's like you're acting like the world is just going on yeah <laughs> and apparently it is which is bullshit that's how that's how america's america does man avoid yeah we're not gonna talk about it <laughs> nope. Don't upset this, anybody. This, yeah this is all fine <laughs> <laughs> this is fine <laughs> Okay. Thanks, boomers. That was uh, uh, our yes. longest, our longest awkward silence yet. Um. So fist pumping over here, like yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I totally forgot what I was gonna say, which is something I do frequently, and I apologize when I do that, but it happens. <laughs> I get lost halfway through sentences and then I'm just like, I, I hope I get where I'm going. I, I, last night I was so, I, I was so bad with it too. It's like every time I open my mouth, it's like, well, I was one. Um, oh, fuck, fuck it. Somebody else take it. <laughs> <laughs> this sentence, I don't want it anymore. Yeah. I have given up on sentences in the middle of like, oh, especially in high school, but like when we did like debate team or mock trial, it's like if you look around and no one is like paying attention because it's high school and they're all apathetic and shitty. Like I just gave up on my closing argument. I was like, you know what? No one cares anyways. And I just sat down. (laughs) I'm I'm keen on giving up on sentences that aren't working for me anymore. Yeah. I'm not keen on it, but I just do it because I have no choice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you mentioned um, S.A. Cosby. So is have you read uh, Blacktop Wasteland? Fucking love Blacktop Wasteland. So good. Yeah, I read like two or three settings. Yeah. Wow. Same here. And is that was have you were you familiar with his work before? Was that his is that his debut? Uh, he had an, he had another one, um, My Darkest Prayer, that I think was just on Amazon, but don't quote me on that. Yeah. Okay, My Darkest Prayer, cool. Yeah, I think that was his first one, and I I tried to like look it up to buy it, and I don't even think it's available anywhere. So I hope someone like republishes that because I re- I really want to check it out. Right. Yeah. Speaking of um, people who are doing stuff with the the crime genre that isn't conventional that book was uh, I just want to take it off the shelf and hold it (laughs) well and I've really liked watching like I I haven't interacted with him a whole lot uh, but you know when I started following him um, when I got my copy and it's like I've just really enjoyed his pandemic version of celebration like I don't know. It's like when he went out to his favorite restaurant and happened to mention that his book came out that day and they made him like a special dessert. I was like, this is just terribly heartwarming for for the especially for the crime genre. Like, I just love that. You know, I hate that that's that that's how we have to celebrate now. But by golly, they got him a dessert at his favorite restaurant. I love that. (laughs) It's the the wee things. It really is. Yeah, I thought I thought you said weed things and reached for my pipe. Like, oh, yeah. 
I said I wasn't going to say anything too embarrassing, but I do feel the need to. Sorry, my mm-hmm. little sister. Uh, she's lately with everything has been like, you know what? I'm just going to smoke weed all the time while holding down this big girl job. And I'm like, yes, I'm so proud of you. you. <laughs> I am too. Doesn't have to go to therapy and won't do meds, but oh yeah. <laughs> That's Nature's antidepressant. That. Absolutely. Now I just want to call my no. I was, I was thinking I wanted to call my stepson and get some. <laughs> get some get some edibles. Yeah. <laughs> I encourage this. Yes, me too. Um, I'm edibles are dangerous to me though. I've never eaten an edible and not gotten too wrecked because I ate it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a, as an alcoholic, I was pretty uh, loyal to my substance. I never mixed the two. Yeah, interesting. I'm uh, I don't mix them heavily. If I'm if I'm drinking a lot, I don't smoke a lot because I get ill. Yeah. I just I get too fucked up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not a large I'm not a large person, so it doesn't take that much to get me fucked up anyway. That's my issue too. I'm 150 soaking wet. I've just I and during the pandemic I've lost so much weight every now and then I'll put my hand somewhere on my body and go what the fuck is that growth and then realize it's a bone that's probably already always been there <laughs> Listen who do you think you are losing weight during the pandemic what the fuck Shane <laughs> it, It's the stress diet <laughs> I'm just gonna Plus, have a hard I smoke time a lot to... more. I smoke a lot more weed, and when I smoke weed, I'm a freak, and I don't like to eat. So that is strange, man. Yeah. I mean, based on my experience of one person, which is me, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so um, people who have um, ADHD, when they take a stimulant, most people would get all wrapped up, but it calms people, folks with ADHD down. It's called a paradoxical reaction. Mm-hmm individual losing their appetite on weed would also be a paradoxical reaction because it tends to have the opposite effect. That's interesting you may bring that up because that's what I initially started using weed on a regular basis for was ADHD for that very reason. Damn, I nailed it. Yeah. Yeah, you did. (laughs) Well done. I take it back degree. You're not counting dust. <laughs> I, I used you. Fuck yeah. It's like celestial chorus from the bedroom. Like, ah. That was the most expensive piece of advice I've ever given anybody, right? <laughs> well, I don't know whether to ask you what you're working on next then or not. Um, since I just apparently, you know, cracked the whip and made you write me a story. Yeah, uh, <laughs> my next, my next, uh, what do you call it? Novel. I am going to write a novel, and it's partly your fault because my girlfriend heard uh, what the 
the title of the thing was and she's like this is what you should write your story on and then i was i was writing the thing and a couple weeks ago i hit this point where i was like shit this feels like it wants to be a novel and i told the same writing buddy who's like indirectly responsible for me writing a western because it was kind of it was a dare you know it was kind of like all right we're gonna write stuff that we don't usually write hence the western historical fiction about a straight wolf saga anyway i told him i was like yeah i'm struggling with this piece like it feels like it wants to be a novel and he's like that just sounds like a bullshit excuse to to not write you finish writing that thing i was like all right whatever <laughs> and i showed what i had written to him and he goes god i hate it when you're right <laughs> <laughs> i went you son of a bitch <laughs> Well, that's fucking awesome then. You've got your next project. I so do. Cool. My girlfriend keeps going, we don't have any good werewolf novels. They're all like, uh. And I'm like, don't put that kind of pressure on me. <laughs> the <laughs> entire genre rests upon your I, shoulders now. But now I'm trying to think like what are, I know Jonathan Jans wrote one. Oh, yeah. I think Shane might have been the one who recommended it to me. Yeah. And Stephen, Stephen Graham Jones wrote a really good one, the best one I've ever read. Yeah. Was and, that Mongrels? Uh, yeah, that? yeah, Mongrels. Yeah. 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 I need to start reading. I haven't read much by him, just like short fiction here and there. I know Almost. a bunch of kids. If you, if you seriously want werewolf recommendations for books, yeah. I, know, I know a bunch of them I could uh, DM you if you want me to. Oh, yeah. yes. It's researched. I can I can write off at my Barnes and Noble hall as a tax credit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. And just just one I want to throw in there that I I know Shane and Laurel both enjoy too is uh I don't know if you've read it but Carnivorous Lunar Activities. Oh shoot! I need to read that one too. Yeah, I think you'll really dig that one. It's it's kind of it's got you know plenty of horror elements in it but you know max he's just he's able to put humor in his work that it just mixes so well i'm sold like he's got such a good eye for fiction too like i'd imagine anything that he would write himself is Mm -hmm. yeah his i've actually i didn't read that one rich but the the first one of max's that i read was that we we have to do something or we need to do something. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, that was just like, I don't know. Max is like, he's of course his, his persona is always so um, just really out there, you know, and, and really yes. hilarious. And so I really didn't know what to expect and there is humor in there, but it is also just like, just a fantastic um, kind of human study, I guess, you know, just really character driven, really well done. And also, definitely the moment when it com- makes a complete fucking left turn into insanity and horror. And I was like, well, and that was right when I was about to fall asleep. So fuck that. I guess I'm staying up for a while. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's anyway. good. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently none of us, we all survive. It's all an extended sleep test, I guess. <laughs> I slowly like l- leaning further and further horizontal on the couch yeah 
<laughs> I do that here in my in my chair at my desk. And next thing I know, my ass will be off the seat. Slump <laughs> <laughs> down. My cat's is... looking at me like, "What the fuck? Why are you still up?" Yeah. <laughs> and like, why do you talk to inanimate objects? Right. <laughs> Really, I think she's mad that she can't, like, rub herself all over it. Uh-huh. My phone, if, if I were sitting at the computer, she'd be like, I'm going to halfway eat your microphone. <laughs> so if we hear a rustling in a sort of a, that that could be your cat taking over. Her eyes are open, and I think she knows I'm talking shit about her. <laughs> yeah, I am talking shit about you, you little bastard. I love you so much. <laughs> you can edit that out, right? Mm. I've got Make- a reputation to uphold. Oh, that's right. Okay. Make a note, Shane, when we need to. Well, I am, I am, you know, without putting any pressure on when it appears or anything, I'm, I will be very excited to read a, a werewolf book from you. So. Excellent. Um, first step is right in the outline. I, uh, I was one of those folks who was like, yeah, I can just like sit down and write and I don't need an outline. And then I hit 30 and quit drinking. And now it's like, shit. (laughs) Now I got to learn what I'm doing. (laughs) This is one of these like things like I, um, yeah, I don't, I can't not outline because it doesn't go anywhere. But I, I started out, you know, not doing that because it seemed boring and I didn't want to outline and it seemed like school. And then right. I got to the end of my first shit show of a book and I was like, this is really long and I don't know who the bad guy is. And, <laughs> you know, it's it's over and it's also completely rambling shit. So if I <laughs> if I don't outline it, it, it goes a lot of places and none of them make any sense. So <laughs> the worst when you get the whole like a whole draft done and you're like well fuck now I'd better write an outline because I don't know what the hell I just did (laughs) (laughs) yeah I had to go back because I hadn't done an outline I had to go back and write a scene plan that detailed what the point of every scene was and I was really mad because there were a lot of scenes without any points to them (laughs) so it's just (laughs) retroactively realizing how worthless the whole project was except you know kind of as as, as a training wheel sort of yeah. a situation yeah man and writing an outline is just way rock and roll you when i you know i when i was younger and like un undisciplined it was it, it's easy to write a lot of words for me but i don't have the time or the energy anywhere to just puke up ten thousand words in a sitting and call it a day I don't have the self-control to shut the fuck up when I write is my problem. (laughs) (laughs) Is that is that typical of poets, do you think? Yeah, it could be. It could be. Um, I know that uh, the person we talked to last night, Tiffany McDaniel, is a poet. And she also tends to write long. I'm trying to. I'm trying to learn, but uh, so far I suck at it. With the stuff. <laughs> you suck <laughs> at which part? The short stories. <laughs> the the no, you don't. 
<laughs> I had to I had to listen to make sure which part I was going to refute at you. Yeah. Uh, well, wait, wait. I didn't hear that. I want to make sure you really suck at it before I disagree. With you. <laughs> 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 Jamie's going, what the hell am I doing here with these people? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got seltzer down the windpipe. Oh, oh, oh God, that hurts. That is painful. Existence is pain. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Pinhead for real life. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, I don't know what was just about to come out of my mouth. I apologize. Uh, no it's worries. I'm, thank you for doing that. I don't feel so bad now. I got you, fam. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Just like that. See, Rich told me something that I was going to say. Oh, um, since I'm the kind of asshole who will do this to a writer, um, what's up with that uh, Devil's Call sequel thing? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, would you look at the time. <laughs> uh, so you don't have to answer that if you don't want to. You can tell me to fuck off. I'm going to be like. Yeah, I'm contractually obligated to say as little about any of this as possible. <laughs> well, I'm sure that we could probably get someone someone else to talk about it for hours. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, suffice it yeah, to yeah, say it's, that it's when tough, it... it's like it's good intellectual property. Um, I'm. I was. Hemingway levels of drunk when I wrote it and I don't I don't know how to really articulate the the weirdness of like going through addiction and cleaning up and then being like oh 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 I gotta sell this now mm -hmm. shit <laughs> it's yeah, like not the sort of thing I ever would have written if I hadn't been where I was at at the time and I don't I mean I probably could crank out a sequel it's just that I'm not at that place anymore I don't know weird I uh, totally understand that yeah. yeah and it's not like this it's not like the story was incomplete the story was a complete story definitely I just yeah. uh, I just loved the character so much that I had to ask <laughs> yeah because she was such a strong female lead. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. <laughs> well, I think that's I, I think that is a really good point on it, too, though. I mean, like as far as, you know, especially because that's written in first person. But in any case, I mean, you're you know, that's obviously a character that you spend a lot of time in her head and to have to, you know, to be able to go back there, you have to be able to find that place again. And that's just not always, you know, you're not always in that headspace to be able to recreate them. Totally. Um, and I don't want to spoil it too hard for anybody who's listening to this and 
has made it this far and is like, yeah, you know, I like what that Jay Daniels, I like the cut of their jib. Maybe I'll read that book. <laughs> right. And, um, then you, and then you blow the ending. Yeah. Like, <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. This is what happens. <laughs> uh, um, so I, I've got ideas. It's just, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna move on. Uh, I understand that though. It's like for one thing, I recovered from a really, really, really uh, long-term love affair with cocaine when I was a younger man, um, and uh, tr- trying to revisit things I'd done in the past was vir- a virtual impossibility for me. Um, but also, like, I had a psych teacher tell me in college if if you if you go to a math class stoned every time, you should take your test stoned too. But she was right. Yeah. She was the same. The same frame of mind. I did better on tests than if I went in completely sober after having been fucked up when I was in the classes. So. That explains why I was drunk all through undergrad. <laughs> God. <laughs> Well, better ride this train all the way to the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's just academic consistency. What else could Absolutely. you do at that point? <laughs> it's an efficient use of your college time if you're going to spend all that fucking money anyway. That's right. <laughs> uh, not really. None of us advocate alcoholism or drug addiction here. Um, no, especially but, not in the underage population. Yeah. I know it's got to be tough right now. Start your freshman year in lockdown. Have some chamomile. <laughs> Get yourself Don't worry, some it's for sleepy time. Yeah, exactly. It's um, the same I, reaction. It really is. Getting turned on tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've done that too. Have you ever had mushroom tea? No. Ah. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I took Amskin a few times. <laughs> Why is that? Um, I mean psychedelic mushroom tea, by the way, not just mushrooms. Oh, oh, <laughs> it's like yeah. a fucking portobello. <laughs> yeah, I was I just gonna say that. Would you like a, a cup of a cup of tea? <laughs> You are best. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we may end up winning the award for uh, most off topic we've gotten in this episode. So I'm really excited about that. <laughs> like we... I am too. But since we're off topic. Between what... that and the, and the awkward silence, I am just bringing it tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, the thing is, like, we had one guest on. I because I use the term unfuck, unfuck that all the time when I'm telling somebody they should read something or something like that. Yes, you do. I love it. And I, we're sitting there in the middle of a podcast one time, and I'm fucking with this guy, and then I start talking about something I haven't read, and he says, well, you really need to unfuck that. And it's like, and then he did the whole rest of the episode, every opportunity he got. I thought he told you to unfuck yourself. 
Oh yeah, I think he did. (laughs) 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 Just want to make sure I remind you of that because you know I forgot about that. Well, I was sitting here trying to (laughs) trying to figure out why I thought that was funny after I said it because like that doesn't sound funny at all. She's going so. (laughs) (laughs) But that was why it was funny, Jamie. (laughs) Amazing. Oh God. Um, I'm so terrible at this. Uh, why I continue to podcast is beyond me. I'm so, so bad sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that must mean you're about to like really make it. I, I feel think... like everybody at some point goes, what the fuck? Do we keep subjecting ourselves to this? <laughs> and then you get monetized the next fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> you know why you stuck with it. Well, um, it's that's, no, go ahead, that's, that's how I started publishing stuff. As I told Laurel, how bad I sucked, and she kicked my ass until I started putting it out there. So that's amazing. <laughs> well, it's you know, John. It's, I'm just passing it down the chain because fucking John Taff is the reason I wrote short stories. <laughs> it's like we just all challenge each other angrily until yep. we start doing it. <laughs> just shut the fuck up and do it. I think is what he said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I felt attacked and then motivated, so I moved on. <laughs> well, and it's like, I don't know, kind of thinking along getting back into characters' heads or, or revisiting the sort of things that you wrote, you know, in a different state of mind. It's like, in, I mean, and I don't know if everyone does their characters this way. Like, my my characters are not me but I have to be part of them to write it, you know, to be in their head. And the sort of characters that I'm able to write right now are not powerful and they're not doing exciting things. They're very tired. Yes. (laughs) Which probably means these are not going to be great stories because they're not doing very much except being tired and kind of bitching about being tired. Man, I've got fibromyalgia. I would love to see a character who just wakes up and is like, fuck. Yeah. Gotta go be a character. <laughs> it's Why? I don't think I can do this today. <laughs> <laughs> then the plot Kool-Aid man's in through the wall like. So <laughs> shit take notes you gotta write this. right kool-aid mans um that's that's going in our episode title somewhere uh. <laughs> uh, watch out for the kool-aid man with jay danielle dorn <laughs> i like it yeah on that note <laughs> This is about the time the cops kick the door open behind me, and I think it's the Kool-Aid man, and don't turn around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fuck the police. Is this the time to start? <laughs> Damn. That would be just my luck, too. Open mic. Everybody on the other end. Fuck the pigs. <laughs> I don't know these people, officer. <laughs> I've never, never met them before. I don't even know what. 
<laughs> I got a Dewey that way one time. When, oh, I was no. young, when I was a young, young man, because I, my buddy was passed out in the passenger seat, and the cop was just about to go back to his car, and he woke up and saw him. Fuck you, pig! Like, uh, dude, uh, just <laughs> destroyed me. <laughs> I could have been drunk and quiet, right? <laughs> just <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> you had to be um, drunk. Holy shit! But the thing How is, long was is your after that, uh, no, back back then they didn't punish you nearly bad enough for that offense as they should have. Um, no offense against anybody who thinks it sucks how badly they do, but uh, yeah, I just got a slap on the hand and got my license suspended for a couple weeks. You know, so was Not that bad. what you even asked me, or did I just answer a random question? <laughs> <laughs> I think you like felt the question. I must have. <laughs> I could swear you fucking asked me that question. Just admit it, so I can go on with my life. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna add it back in. Doran okay. going, how are you still alive? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to tell you that uh, I already knew just from our conversations on Twitter and stuff that. I that I like you very very much, but talking to you, I have to say I fucking love you so far. Shut. Same way. your personality just ratcheted right in with ours, like it was a piece that was missing here. So. <laughs> yeah. If you ever need a guest, a guest Potter, it ain't yeah. like I'm doing nothing else. I'm just I'm look I'm I'm soon I'm gonna be uh putting off writing a werewolf novel. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so what are you yeah, the, the, the new podcast format? What will you be putting off next time? <laughs> <laughs> the new format. Tell us about everything you never did. <laughs> well, so here's Here's a question, which may or may not, I don't know, be interesting. But so if you. Myself. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I was kind of thinking about, you know, like challenging each other to do stuff like so if there were is there is there a type of project that you feel like you have felt before that you would never take on because you didn't feel like it was within your capability, but you would maybe feel like it would be interesting to try. Uh, besides devil's call. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I already done that. Fuck off. Now I'm moving on. <laughs> right? <laughs> maybe we'll, how would I try follow and save the cat? That would be something. Um, I don't think. Well, like, for instance, I'd really like to do interpretive dance. Is that what you mean, Laurel? <laughs> That's exactly what I mean. <laughs> Everybody fucking love to see that, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> well, just said, oh, what are we going to do now that TikTok's not not American? Oh, my oh, God. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> 
My what wife a... is so distraught about that. God, what a fucking freak, man. <laughs> Dude. Uh, I, I'd be so embarrassed if I knew I was you. <laughs> <laughs> man, they're making fun of me on this app. We've got to got to call it contest and get it taken off the store. Exactly. <laughs> That's what, because I, I insult him online all the time. My wife says someday someone's going to knock on the door, you're going to open it, and they're going to shoot you in the head. <laughs> <laughs> he hates to be, he hates to be insulted so much. <laughs> well, you've taken on Beyonce. Why would you, why yeah. would you stop there? I, that's why I'm not afraid of him, man. If I survive Beyonce, <laughs> he's fucking yeah. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Hard, man. <laughs> I always call something out on the podcast. It's how I roll. It's like, especially because it scares the hell out of Rich when I called out Beyonce. <laughs> He's like, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, to be honest, I, I'm surprised we survived that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so far. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're just biding their time. to know the answer what did Beyonce do to you man (laughs) (laughs) to me nothing you say that bitterly nothing (laughs) (laughs) yet <laughs> oh, see, I've gotten myself confused now that I think I'm going to call this episode. What the fuck did we talk about with J. Daniel Dorn? <laughs> that would be uh, fitting. <laughs> be <great. laughs> Sorry, I. Uh... What the fuck were we talking about? And the Kool Aid Man. Right. J. Daniel Dorn. <laughs> we remember that one. <laughs> No, I'm going to outline that story and send it to you so that hopefully one day when you're looking for something to work on, you can pull <laughs> that outline already done and then write that. The tired oh character for the plot Kool-Aid man's in through the wall. <laughs> I feel like that describes half of <laughs> half of uh, weird fiction right there. Like, didn't Dangerous Later write something like that once? <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> um, don't, don't be surprised if you see it in one of his books now. So <laughs> later, man, you're gonna have to give me credit. Yep. <laughs> uh, that'll be ten uh, percent to the podcast, twenty percent to the originator, and <laughs> the rest to your publisher. Boys. <laughs> Um, and I, I am not going to call publishers out on this ever because I'm going to be needing them. But. <laughs> huh? I was like, that sounds like there's a but at the end of that sentence. But with one T, not two. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there's. Um, Laurel will just tell me to shut up, so I'm just going to shut up. There's a big but in there. <laughs> 
I don't even know what we're talking about, but I can absolutely still be made to laugh by just butt. So that's where I'm at. You guys keep talking about publishers if you want. Yeah. Has, has this pandemic done to us? I'd like to blame the pandemic, but I've always been this way, actually. Yeah, same. Yep. Yesterday I started singing the butt song, and it's just like butt, butt. But but and my girlfriend's <laughs> five year old in the other room starts going but 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 but. <laughs> well, it's my my two year old just has a thing where he replaces lyrics with crack, which I assume <laughs> he's talking about butt crack. I hope I don't know, but. Well, when he asked for a crack snack the other day, I did have to correct him. <laughs> Could not be doing that. No, you may not. <laughs> <laughs> you are far too young. Um. Amazing. Uh, he also he also calls his butthole a boo boo. <laughs> <laughs> Only when he's trying to punk his mother. <laughs> when he grows up, if he ever listens to it, he's going to fucking hate us. So basically, <laughs> we only tell this story because we're so proud of you, Tiny. I just want to. Yeah, he 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 became a serial killer, but only for three days after he killed those three motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) It's just always funny when I hear someone someone's like a oh yeah boy mom, and I'm like actually I did this to him. Like he probably would have been perfectly normal and never laughed at vulgar things, but. I train him that way, so. <laughs> exactly. I make I make up his first words at school all the time. So, cause <laughs> they're going to be glorious. <laughs> um. So, uh, anything, uh, anything super exciting that you want to tell us about, Jamie? Before I start uh, working toward making my wife dinner. I forgot time zones existed for a second. I was like, damn. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, Laurel, tell us, you want to tell everyone about the, uh, yes. Yeah. The, so we're very excited to have, um, Jamie's next story is going to be in the, we are wolves anthology. So we're, we're super excited about that. And that is going to hit in November. Um, and that's going to be a very, a very, very good anthology and a very unique one. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that, especially now that I know Jamie's in it, because uh, that just makes everything better. Yeah, Hi. Laurel asked if I wanted to do it. I was like, you bet your sweet ass I want to fucking. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is, though, I mean, seriously, like, the 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 scope of different stories and just, like, tone and everything, like, I'm so fucking excited about this. I was excited about it before, but now that I'm reading the stories, I'm just like, 
yeah, fuck yeah, this is awesome. Am I allowed to say that? It, I'm working on the anthology. Maybe that's bad, but no, it's awesome. Oh. I'm sorry, it is. Yeah. It just is. No, you are allowed to say that, of course. Yes. Just, say, just the same as me saying I'm writing a novel or anything else. It's your book. I would, and I don't know, man. If you weren't like that, I'd be like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing this. <laughs> It's, well, yeah. it's, it's just one of those things where it's like we just sort of fell into it and I keep wondering when the adults are going to show up and ask me what the fuck I'm doing. But, you know, it's God, I feel that. <laughs> but apparently you can just by God, put it together and do one. So I'm fucking excited about it. Do what we want. That's right. <laughs> I mean, celebrity deathmatch. OK, we're all getting a little bored, but yeah. <laughs> Fight, 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 fight. Right now, in this day and age, people would pay to see that shit, though. These two authors just beat the fuck out of each other. Oh, I, I, I forgot I'm fighting Bob Pastorella in October. <laughs> I was just going to say that, yeah. You've only yeah. got a month left. You'll kick his ass easy. <laughs> well, now that I can walk again, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Limping on my air boot, I might have an opportunity. <laughs> Keep the air boot for the fight. Oh, yeah, I'll just bring it. I'll carry it. Just clock him with it. <laughs> every, every, every time you say air boot, I think it's a shoe you wear to an Airbnb. <laughs> I, I got to write that one down. <laughs> now, is that one word, air boot? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny because I was just gonna say, is that one word? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even. She's even know been how to wearing use one for a year, but she doesn't know. I'm good. I just said it and yelled it. I didn't spell it anywhere. <laughs> Appears to be two words. <laughs> oh, you looked it up. <laughs> oh, yes, I did. <laughs> well, Jamie, as I said, I love you. I love uh, you too, Shane. <laughs> uh, thank you for being here. Would you uh, come back and guest host with us sometime when we have a different guest on? Bet your sweet ass. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. We will love to have you, and you will be hearing from me about that because I'm a fucking pest. <laughs> you know where to find me, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got to get me that list of uh, werewolf novels, too, I'm for for science i'm on that tonight for yeah, anything to further the causes of science and werewolves, like, and yeah. werewolves. Yeah. Yeah. getting best. another novel out of my broke ass <laughs> uh yeah i understand that those last two words especially <laughs> <laughs> well so, all right hey we thank be... you for uh no, I'm trying to remember how, like, Laurel, what, didn't I, like, message you to be like, I had a dream that I was... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is awesome. That was awesome. That's my advice to the youngins out there. If you see a shot you want to take, just tell the person who can make it happen that you've had a dream that it happened. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> You are the dreamer. 
I'm sending this work to a publisher on Monday. I'll have to let her know that. <laughs> Just be careful how you phrase that. <laughs> Hi, I had a dream about you. Here's my. <laughs> That's probably a bad plan. Now that you say that. <laughs> I'm just saying. This is why we can't analyze things. <laughs> we gotta think it through. My cat's like, um, okay, that's enough out of you. Yeah. Oh, hello, healthy butt. <laughs> I'm going to assume you're not talking to any of us. How? Which, you know. <laughs> Ow! Okay, now I really gotta go. She's yeah. Trying to fight me. <laughs> All right. Like, yeah. Come on, get your ass in it. Yeah. When the cat gets abusive, it's time to time to yeah. finish up. Uh, thank you very much for being here. Uh, we love having you, and we'll love having you on again. Yeah. Uh, hey, well, Danielle yeah. Dorn, fucking read Devil's Call, people. I mean it. Yeah. Haven't unfucked that shit. Yes. Especially All of the absolutely. Thanks, Shade and Laurel and Rich. <laughs> thank you, you. know i we suck at goodbyes so <laughs> i keep we we go on and on and on i keep expecting one of our guests someday to click <laughs> <laughs> dude I, you I, said I, goodbye I, an hour ago <laughs> where's the fucking hang how do i get out of here <laughs> You know, the very last thing that it says on this podcast when we air it is, is somebody going to turn the fucking thing off? <laughs> Jamie left. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That was> amazing. <laughs> on that note, everybody. <laughs> Have a good night. I'm fucking leaving uh, here. Yeah, me too. Bye, Bye. guys. Is somebody